Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movies and Meal, a podcast where we talk about movies and other things while we eat. I'm your co-host Ben, and as always I'm joined by Brad. What's up? So Brad and I are going to sit down and we're going to talk about Barbie, and then later on you're going to hear Keith's thoughts. I'm just going to go ahead, after Brad does a summary, I'm just going to go ahead and give our ratings and everything like that, because as we record this, the movie's been out two plus weeks. So Brad, what is Barbie about? Uh, summary as always, courtesy of IMDb. Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. Okay, so this movie is written and directed by Greta Gerwig with an assist from her husband, Noah Baumbach. Margot Robbie is Barbie, and then we also have Ryan Gosling as Ken, and then rounding out the cast in various roles, Merrick Ferreira, Kate McKinnon, Issa Rae, Real Perman, Will Ferrell, and Sima Liu. Kingsley Benadire, there's just a bunch, um, too many, too many to name all the way. I think before anything else, like, let's just go ahead and give the reviews. I'll give Keith's first, and then mine, because they're the same, three and a half, and again, you'll hear Keith's reasoning at the end of this episode, and Brad, what about you? I'm gonna go three and a half as well. I, I'm surprised, I thought we would, uh, we would differentiate, I think, I thought I'd be low man on this movie, but, uh. Yeah, I gave it three and a half. It's and it's not because it's a bad movie. It's just it's it's a movie that it's actually one of actually probably one of the better movies of the year so far. But just for my feelings and thoughts, I gave it three and a half. Like a lot of movies that are based on IP, I mean, this movie probably has no business being as good as it is, seeing how it's based on a toy without a real like strong existing storyline. I mean, you you know Barbie, you know the characters, but. There's not a there's not a lore that you even have with say like GI Joe or Transformers. It's just Barbie. What they did do with the story, I think, helped out because you you have IPs like you've got Battleship, which let's be honest, there ain't much of anything there for Battleship, and I think it hurt the movie. But at least Barbie had a had a story, despite being as out of left field as it can be. There's a story. There's there's a thread that's going through the movie. So. Yeah, and I think that that probably works in their favor too, because it, it's basically a blank slate. So, unlike Transformers or GI Joe, where some of the fan base can be like, "Well, that's not how it was in the comic book or the cartoon." Barbie's pretty much open, so they could do whatever they want. This is five years in the podcast. We've definitely expanded your movie horizons. Um, you know, this movie has been the most challenging for you. Uh, as we were sitting in the movie theater, your your demeanor base. I think you probably would have been more excited or as excited to get a root canal you were just not into the movie and this is a this is the one where this is a movie that keith and i played our like one movie like brad you got to see it no matter what so tell us some of your thoughts going in and then you know three and a half is a pretty high grade for somebody who was really not into the movie I, it's not that i wasn't into the movie it's just the subject material is 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 uh, not up my alley i'll put it this way the first five minutes of this movie was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with in a movie theater. Not leaving a movie theater. We sat through some bad movies, a.k.a. Uh -huh. Hellboy, yeah. a.k.a. X-Men Dark Phoenix. And yeah. you're just telling me that this movie was worse than that? I'm the first saying five minutes? the first five minutes was, was pretty bad, Ben, for me anyway. It was, maybe I had a little, maybe I didn't sleep well. Maybe I had a bad night. I, I don't know, but it was uh, those first five minutes, literally... A thought crossed my mind that has never crossed my mind when I sat down through any single movie I've seen in the theater. Should I just get up and leave? But, but, this movie rebounded and it, it got a little better. Well, it got better, not a little better. It got better and um, 
mainly that's because of the acting and the writing and uh, just the, the story itself. So again, since the movie's been out a couple weeks, um, just the whole spoiler thing is off. So Brad, if you want to, okay, yeah, spoilers, turn away, walk away now. Uh, so we're going to talk about whatever plot lines, but um, so I wanted to ask you. So okay, so that was the first five minutes were pretty hard. So when yes. was the turning point for you? I, you know, usually we ask you like. When was the when was the point where you think okay I could like this movie but like when was it like okay I can tolerate this They're like I'll I be all right. think it was probably when you you had the scene where you've got the dance party Barbie's got the dance party Margot Robbie's Barbie was it stereotypical Barbie what was she called sure and then she she made the comment she's like have any of you thought about death and then it just at that point from that point on. It wasn't your typical, what you think of a typical Barbie movie, uh, at least in what, what I was thinking. What you're imagining to it, yeah. So, so I, I was kind of glad with that, and then I think the when they went to the real world, I think that's when the movie picked up, in my opinion. And there was some moments that were a little too long, but uh, but yeah, it was probably probably when they went to the real world when I finally things started picking up for me little better what about you ben i thought that the, the world was established pretty quickly and then kind of explaining how they live in a fantasy world barbie land and it, to some extent they're kind of like manipulated by the imaginations of the people who play with them on the outside and you know when they go into the real world you know that's what gets justified but um you know i, I enjoyed that yeah i mean i can understand Especially for maybe somebody like you who this movie was a, a hard sell to get in there. Um, you know, it's just a lot of sensory overload, a lot of pink, obviously, and just a lot of, like, weird things going on. But pink, once you... There was a lot of scene changes. There was a lot of, hi, Barbie! And they did that probably about 150 to 200 million times. So at that point, I, I was getting a little agitated with a five-minute span. So. But, the, but the, you know, performances, again, like, I, I think this movie, again, has no right to be as good as it is. And, you know, hat tip to Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, at least on the writing side, and then Greta Gerwig kind of understanding what the material is. And, you know, a lesser director definitely could just, like, mail it in and let's just make a standard, basically, two-hour commercial for a toy. And you didn't see that there. And it helps, too, that you have a great cast, and Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling really sell their their parts and so the supporting cast and also America Ferreira and um, you know her daughter and everything like that and you know I mean the the message I think was good maybe they kind of beat it into the ground just a little bit but also I understand it and it just felt a little better than say the one moment in like Avengers Endgame when all the female superheroes come together where that just really felt contrite and like okay we're 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 trying to pander, I guess, to um, yeah. the female audience when they didn't ever really do that in the beginning. Margot Robbie is as stereotypical, which I, is that the word they used? I yeah, can't no, remember. it's okay. stereotypical. Stereotypical Barbie. Barbie. She was magnificent. She showed the idealistic na naivety you would think something like a Barbie would have. Just her thoughts of the world and her actions and her reactions. Just. And seeing her facade just slowly crumble until she's literally like crying like every two or three minutes. I think her re her reactions are funny to see. Well, funny, some funny, laughable, some just like interesting to see how she flip on a dime. And it was just Margot Robbie nailed it. Ryan Gosling as Ken is very good in his role as well. His single mindedness to get Barbie's attention, I think, was was definitely interesting. But I think the shift and when they went to 
when they went to the real world and they found out about the was it the patriarchal system? I'm trying to remember. Sure. Yeah, just I mean, the, one can. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just basically <laughs> in the in the Barbie world, um, you know, women are kind of you know they they are the judges, they are the president, they are everything. And so it was a big culture shock for both Ken and Barbie when they go in the real world, how things are run differently. And obviously Barbie reacted one way and Ken kind of had his eyes opened and, you know, he kind of brought that back to Barbie land and that's kind of where the conflict comes in. Yeah, but, um, I mean, he became, he becomes macho, ultra masculine. And I mean, it's, but he really shows no clue on really how to run it properly. Mm-hmm. Gosling did a great job playing the clueless, obedient, and petulant Ken is how mm-hmm. I put on there. Mm-hmm. So I think that was... That was fun to see. America Ferrera, I think, as kind of um, like the real, real person, someone who played with Barbie and who's kind of the, uh, the person who kind of opens Barbie's eyes, uh, like along with um, you know her daughter there, Sasha. Yeah, she's yeah. Play, played by uh, Ariana Greenblatt. Yeah, so. yeah, they're they're very good, and I think they're a nice contrast to kind of bring Barbie in the real world and like kind of show her what for for a second there. America Ferrera's performance is glorious. The monologues she give, and I mean, just the the, the rah rah speeches. I think they were, they were really really well done. And I really loved uh, the daughter's performance, uh, sure. Green Black as Sasha. I really enjoyed her performance too. I think her initial entrance uh, entrance when she lashes out, lashes out about the establishment that Barbie had. What uh, in her mind it created, even though it might have been a little bit of false narrative to an extent. No, this, I think you know. I think what Greta Gerwig was able to explore, and they allowed her to do. It's like the effect that Barbie has had in real life, kind of the perceived and not, and the positive and the negative. The positive being like, and what Barbie feels is like, okay, well, well great role models for women, and maybe that's what the the toy company maybe originally had sold it as, but. As time goes by and you look at things differently, you know, it's like Barbie also has kind of a negative connotation, too, about, like, um, you know, the standard of beauty that, like, all women are supposed to be held up against and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, um, you know, it's good to explain. And that's what Sasha's character kind of calls Barbie out on and makes her cry. But I really think I love the... Eventually, when they both go to Barbie Land, I think you you you, all, you see them bonding, and I think the, the the way they bonded together was definitely an interesting sight to see in the movie, and I think it worked well. You know, they're they're of two worlds, but at the end, America Ferrera's character and then the daughter and Barbie, they kind of see and appreciate each other, what each other brings, uh-huh. and they're all three of them, and all the Kens and and the Barbies are, or at least the Barbies are better for being exposed to that, which I, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I mean, I think if you had to, I, I think if I would give a hat tip, I won't steal the underrated MVP um, category from Brad, but uh, I would say Kate McKenna, who is like crazy Barbie or ugly Barbie, you know, the weird Barbie, I think, right? Is, yeah. And, um, you know, she's the one who kind of opens Barbie's eyes up a little bit. And I also liked Alan, who is Michael Sarah's character. Yeah. You know, who's just like a, I didn't, since I'm not really vested in the Barbie lore, I didn't know about Alan. He's surprisingly funny. I think he has one of the best jokes in uh, the movie, and um, yeah, he was good. He was good. He was yeah, I, I enjoyed Michael Sarah. If I, if I had to give like an underrated MVP, I didn't, but uh, he would be the closest one to it. The movie had many had a lot of scenes that for a lot, for a lot of people that would make them laugh or was hilarious, but it just 
I don't know. It just didn't make me laugh as as much as other people. I mean, it's, well, it's not. This is this is not your movie. You said that. We all knew that. Yeah, but it was gonna be a tough sell. It's at the it's like a lot of comedies. It, it it's got to be a, a a right comedy to strike me just right. But again, we're not the real. We're not necessarily the demo. Yeah. We're dudes who did not grow up with Barbie. Who yeah. are not well versed in Barbie. We liked it enough. I mean, it's it's obviously a big hit. Um, we'll go in the box office, the Rotten Tomatoes, in a second. Um, yeah. I expect this movie to be nominated for some Oscars and whatnot. I'm going to tell you mine, then I want to know your, Ben. What, well, actually, let me ask you real quick. What was your favorite scene in the movie? Because I have mine, and I want to see if, it's, if, if we're in the same boat. I mean, I enjoyed America Ferreira's kind of speech, kind of outlying what the challenges are for women. I mean, I thought that was that was a good one. I mean, I think that's the one that stands out the most. I don't yeah. know if it's my favorite, but there's um, there's one scene that stood out most from this entire movie. And then behind the scenes, I told I told you Ben, I had to I had to go back to Wikipedia and look some of this stuff up because it's been a little bit since I did my uh, since I've seen the movie, do my notes. But it was a scene she's she's going through her struggle initially when she goes to the real world. This is stereotypical Barbie and. She sits on a bench and she's and and she's crumbling and then she go she looks over and she sees this elderly lady that's sitting over there and she says you're so beautiful and the elderly lady who's actually played by two time Oscar winner Anne Roth who for she's a costume designer costume yes. designer yeah she basically says she knows yeah. and I mean I think it's, it's a comp with the confidence yeah yeah it just it sums up the whole beauty is not skin deep it's just what's on the inside sure. no that's thing. a good scene that's and good I scene. think it's it's one of the most poignant scenes in the movie and I think it fits it perfectly well let's do the Rotten Tomatoes because we'll do it in order and then we can close with the box office before we. We hand it over uh, to Keith. All right. I guess uh, I'm doing the guessing. So. Yep, you're guessing, Ben. Critics and audience. So what do you think? I know it's tough because I think if you had asked me a week ago, it would have been higher. But I think we're in the review review bombing stage where the haters are trying to bring the scores down. But when did you do the Rotten Tomatoes? I did them, uh, was it Thursday? Okay. Friday? So I'll be conservative. I'll say the critics are probably still pretty pretty high. I'm going to go like 93. Mm-hmm. But I think the haters are doing their hater thing now, so I think the audience is going to be like 87. Well, Ben, you're close. Critics, 89%, 409 reviews. Audience, 85%, 10,000 plus reviews. Okay, okay. uh, The critics' consensus, courtesy of Rotten Tomatoes. Barbie is a visually dazzling comedy whose meta humor is smartly complemented by subversive storytelling. So, and the audience saying about the movie, courtesy of Rotten Tomatoes. Clever, funny, and poignant, Barbie is an entertaining movie with great overall message. Okay. Well, I mean, the audience have been voting with the Rotten Tomato scores and also uh, with the box office. You know, obviously we all know that this movie came out the same week as Oppenheimer, and then we have Barbieheimer. Um, as far as going head-to-head, and they both did really well in the box office, especially um, in this kind of climate, post-COVID, and when even Mission Impossible and some of these other like quote unquote blockbusters can't seem to crack like 60, 75 million on the opening weekend. Um, this is as August 4, so Barbie has grossed $423.4 million in just the US and Canada, and worldwide it's $852.7 million. So probably by year's end, it's going to be over the billion mark. And only Super Mario Brothers, as we speak right now, at $1.3 billion and some change, is made more money than Barbie right now. So Yeah, and that's, that's going to change. Barbie probably tops. Um, I, would, I would not be surprised a billion and a half sure. for, for Barbie worldwide. 
I think we should just go ahead and wrap this part up and I'll just go ahead and do the plug. So we're at Movies and a Meal on Twitter. Movies and a Meal OG at gmail.com. You can find us on a bunch of different podcast platforms. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and just a bunch of other ones. But I think for this part, for me and Brad, um, well, I'll let Brad go. So uh, for Movies and a Meal, I'm Ben. I'm Brad. Peace. So folks on Twitter have been making light of it, the notion that there haven't ever been two big movies opening on the same weekend. Of course there have, but that completely misses the point. Never on July weekend, I'm certain, have we had two movies with the heft of Oppenheimer and Barbie opening at the same time. And while we've reviewed the great Oppenheimer already, this week it's all about Barbie. To start, they're both great in their own ways, so if you haven't seen them both, do so ASAP, though they're both likely to stick around in theaters for another month or so. While Oppenheimer is a serious movie for serious people, Greta Gerwig's Barbie thrives best when it traffics in subversive humor with a wink and a smile, as it does nearly throughout. It's that that, while this clearly is a big hit with women and girls of all ages, gives it appeal for everyone who likes to laugh, and a lot. And it of course helps when you have a positively radiant Margot Robbie at the center of as our Barbie. Really, once you see her in Deglo pink and heels, you know instantly that no one else could have played this role so well. And we feel for her throughout as her pasted-on smile eventually starts to fade with the weight of the outside world. And of course, Barbie always needs her Ken, so why not arguably get the two most beautiful people in the world? Ryan Gosling is entirely game for this, and his strutting and them pouting as his patriarchal world crumbles is just priceless. And for comedy fans, the cast here is deep and fun. On the Barbie side, Issa Rae is great as President Barbie and gets to drop the only serious expletive in this PG-13 affair. And Kate McKinnis deals every scene she's in as Weird Barbie, which you just simply have to see. Simu Liu and Kingsley Benadire are great as supporting Kens, too. But outside of Robbie and Gosling, this is really the America Ferrera show, and that just made me smile for the entire second half of this flick. Her jaded Gloria just gives Barbie most of his heart, and I'm hoping we'll hear from her on Oscar night as Best Supporting Actress winner. In fact, expect to hear Barbie called out a lot on that night, from Best Picture on down. And a hats off to Gloria and her crew on some serious world building here. The pink playground of Barbie Land comes to as vivid life as anything I've seen on the big screen this year, with Wes Anderson's Asteroid City in second. Kerrig's Barbie isn't perfect, with the running gag and motif about the patriarchy wearing thin pretty quickly. But she and partner Noah Baumbach have crafted a witty script that still keeps things moving briskly, and the often very funny jokes constantly flowing. And for that, I'll give Barbie an affectionate three and a half stars, and just again say, go see this and Oppenheimer too, because we really never have seen a summer one-two punch quite like this, and may never again.